and welcome to Center for Victory's podcast of your best day yet. Here at Center for Victory, we're here to help unlock, reinforce, and enrich relationships through personal and professional development. My name's Eric Guy, Chief Victory Officer at the Center for Victory here today. Um, I'm excited about this interview. Get to interview um, just an absolute wonderful person, Stanley Cup champion, Ryan Walter. He's going to share uh, some insight into what he's learned in, in his journey through life. This month, we've been talking uh, so far about how, getting your heart right. And what, Ryan, uh, you're going to share a little bit about, you know, some lessons that you learned. But before we get into all that good stuff, just give us some background about you, a little bit of your background, where you're at, what got you there, and what you're doing today, please. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Uh, great to be with you. Well, uh, you know, it, it feels like I'm 61 years old. It feels like about 100 years ago that I played in the National Hockey League. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a North American kid, and to play professional sports was something that, uh, you know, I, was, I aspired to, uh, worked hard, and we'll use some of those lessons in the stuff that we do, uh, you know, certainly you and I talking, and also what we do with clients. But the idea uh, was that I got a chance to, to play in the NHL. I was drafted to, to the Washington Capitals. Um, captain there, played four seasons for the Caps. Um, lots of lessons learned in those four seasons because we struggled. And that uh, probably makes some sense, doesn't it? That when life is not easy, uh, we tend to be open to learning. Yeah. And then was traded to the uh, Montreal Canadiens, played their nine seasons. Uh, we went to two Stanley Cup finals, won a cup in 1986. So that was very cool, very thankful. And uh, finished my career out here in Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, Canada, which is way out on the West Coast, north of Seattle. And uh, it was cool for me because I got a chance to come home and play against, uh, play you know, for the Vancouver Canucks, which I'm, I'm right here. My folks are here. Our family's here. So that, that was awesome. So uh, my wife, Jenny, and I stayed. We've raised five awesome kids. And we have now five amazing grandkids. And uh, what we do, we have a little retreat center here on Thetis Island, uh, where we, it's uh, a leadership retreat center, where we have executives come and they do training here on the island. But primarily, Jenny and I travel North America and we train corporate companies, cultures, and leaders. So in a nutshell, Eric, that's what we do. And you and I have so much alignment uh, in our passions and, and just in our what we believe about people. So I'm looking forward to this interview. Yeah, and uh, I'm looking forward to it, too. Uh, as I've told you and many of the people close to me know, I'm a big hockey fan. Obviously, I have my Pens jersey on right now. Uh, you know, I, I didn't grow up playing hockey. I grew up playing sports, uh, mostly football. Went and played football in college. Um, and my son didn't play, but we absolutely love hockey. And as you know, uh, Pittsburgh has become quite uh, a great hockey town with uh, someone you know, Mr. Lemieux. Uh, when he came, yeah. when he came to town, things started straightening up, and then we've we've got some great players now with Sid and Gino, you know, Malkin. 
But uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you today about and wanted to get your insight on, because I think it, it speaks to, the, to really somebody getting their heart right. Uh, but it was, it was something that, that you've published long ago, but was, was lessons from Guy Lafleur. So um, people might, from Pittsburgh, might, when we say flower, they might think Mark, Mark Andre Fleury. <laughs> but the real flower was Guy Lafleur, right? And uh, there, were, there were three lessons, really, uh, that you said you learned from him. And I want to go over those today with our listeners, you know, to, to help them out. I know the first one that you talk about is turning have-tos into want-tos. Can you describe that and what you learned from Guy and then how you transitioned that into your life, please? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> you know, Eric, um, when I, I was uh, obviously traded to Montreal from uh, Washington in 1982 and uh, my first roommate. So, you know, when you go on the road with an NHL hockey team, you know, in the old days, I think they all had their own rooms now. Uh, but in the old days, you had a roommate and uh, I got a chance to room with uh, with Flower. Uh, amazing. Here's <clears throat> at the time he was, you know, top 10. Uh, players at the NHL level, uh, always an all-star, you know, had scored 50-plus goals. So, uh, you know, amazing guy. I learned a ton from him. You know what was fun about Guy, though, uh, and the learning curve is that I didn't – Guy did, wasn't a guy that would sit you down and say, uh, Ryan, listen up. I'm going to teach you a lesson. It, it wasn't his style. He didn't do that. He was a fun-loving guy. And what, what Flower did is he, he just did it. And then if you watched, you, you could assimilate the lessons that he was teaching you. And uh, this one for me is, is powerful. And I think it's the, the foundation for every uh, great performance, for every great life. And that is that you, at the end of the day, somehow in our lives, we must turn our have-tos into want-tos. And, you know, that transference is so simple, right? Like, I have to go to work again, or I can't wait to get there. Right. And that energy that transfers, so that obviously is, you know, I always, I always put up a frame, right? That's the frame that we see life through, or sort of that's the attitude that we, we choose to take and we, we choose to utilize. And I love that idea because, uh, yes, we should, you know, play within our strengths, totally get that. And that helps us develop have to or uh, want to's. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of things we have to do in life. And we can actually choose to want to do them. So uh, that was a huge piece. Here's where I got it from, Guy. Uh, Guy Lafleur, most people don't know this, was on the ice, uh, you know, 50, 60 minutes before any other player ever got out on the ice. And he was working on his game. He was working on his slap shot, right? And here's the, you know, one of the best players at the NHL level on the ice. Uh, and, and here's the key. He didn't have to be there, right? We should have all been there an hour ahead instead of him. But he had learned how to take his have-tos, I have to go to practice, and turn them into want-tos. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's such good advice. I mean, somebody to get their heart right. 
you know, many, even if you're a, a younger fan, you don't know, you may not have heard of, of Guy, but, uh, you know, he's just an all-around good guy. And we're going to get into to some of that, too. And I know you've said it before. Uh, but the second piece you talk about, one of the lessons, and I'm going to preface it with a quote from Maya Angelou uh, that said, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. You say that the second lesson that you really learned from him is about the energy transfer business, that leaders are in that energy transfer business. So talk a little bit about that too, please. Yeah, I did learn, <clears throat> totally learned that from Guy. Um, you know, Guy was not uh, the type of leader that uh, would stand up and say, okay, everybody, we're going over the hill, follow me. <laughs> that, that, wasn't, that wasn't his style. But what you got from Guy on a consistent basis was this energy. He had this, you know, this, this great uh, laugh and this great smile. And he loved being around his teammates and he loved being in the dressing room. The other thing I found from Guy, now can you imagine Guy Lafleur in, in uh, you know, playing for the Montreal Canadiens? And he was getting uh, cards uh, like to be signed, hockey cards and different things to be signed by fans all over North America, but primarily Quebec, like hundreds and thousands a week. And you know, Eric, what I loved about Guy is he took care of his business. Like his fans were not, oh, I have to sign this card. Yeah. Like he, I, I saw Guy sit in the dressing room for two hours after the rest of us were gone, uh, signing every card, personalizing every hockey card and signing it. And, you know, for me, that's part of energy, right? It's how we treat people it's do we go oh goodness do i have to you know this is brutal like i should i should hire somebody to sign these cards or is this about your brand and is this you know an important part of who you are and you know it, yes he plays hockey but you know look at look at me now he's an ambassador for the montreal canadians that makes sense because he took care of the energy that he sort of expended on people. And I love that idea of energy. <clears throat> you know, we go deep into it in our, in our client sessions, but you know, the, this idea of energy, <clears throat> we've built this little thing called the five mindsets. And, and out of those five mindsets of team, you really get a sense of the energy in your culture and how to shift it. Uh, Carol Dweck does a brilliant job in, in our little um, blog that we sent out. You know, she talks about the, the, the two types of energy <clears throat> that come from, you know, this idea of a learning mindset or a fixed mindset. She does a good job there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's just a, a nice segue into, into the next piece there, um, which is your last lesson from Guy is stage. <laughs> and keep growing. And, and I know you're going to probably bring that, that growth versus fixed mindset in. So I hope you talk about that as well, but give us a little, little taste of that one as well. That last lesson from Guy. stay curious and keep growing. 
Yeah, I, don't you love, Eric, uh, the word curious? I mean, that is you and me. And I hopefully everybody that's, you know, watching this has a, a, a huge amount of curiosity uh, in their life and in, in their being. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out in my life. I think it's like a top two or three value for me now. I love life. I love the, you know, being curious. So, so why does that work? And, and you know, I wake, wake up every morning thinking about this idea. Why does one team win? And why does one team lose when they have the same skill, when they have the same talent? And for me, those are the little gaps and, and the little margins in life and in business, right? Why, why, does, why does one person that has no money <laughs> and has come from a very difficult past, why do they thrive in life and love every moment of it and, you know, just uh, are, have huge energy for people? When you've got another person that has millions and billions and, and they're grumpy and they're upset and, and they don't like what they're doing. So for me, this curiosity is, I think, a, a huge value, a huge opportunity in life. I saw it in Guy. I think the other thing that, that I loved about Guy Lafleur was this idea of learning and growth. And uh, Kara, back to Carol, uh, Carol Dweck. She says that we get in a fixed mindset, which basically says I've only got so much talent and brain power, so I better not show it off. And, you know, I, I better be careful about life. Or she says we can come from a growth mindset that says, okay, I messed up on that test if I'm, a, let's say, a teenager. But no problem. I'll study harder and I'll get better and I'll, I'll, I'll be in a mode next time where I'll ace that test. One thing that Dweck said that really helped me is never, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Never praise intelligence. Isn't that good? Yeah. In other words, always praise uh, energy or always praise work ethic. Here's what she says after 20 years of, of research is if we praise our kids' intelligence, here's what goes in their mind. Well, what if I'm not smart enough next time? Right. But if we praise their, their work ethic, right, they, they're always thinking, okay, well, I can always work harder. And I think what I saw with Guy was this idea that he wasn't a superstar in his mind. He was a player that was always in a growth mindset. He was always getting better. You know, at the end of his career, he was still working on his slap shot. And he had maybe the best slap shot in the NHL, right? Yeah. So I love that idea. And I think your, your theme of, of, you know, of preparing the heart, uh, that's one of the areas that, you know, I, I hope, you know, after 100 years on this earth that I still have curiosity and, and that I still am working to be better tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's so good. I mean, that is really, I mean, that is, that is so good. And you just, um, in January, you just published a blog. So I wanted everybody to know that. If you go to ryanwalder.com, you can uh, get on his recent blog. And, and I loved it, Ryan, and it's about who owns your thinking. And it talks about that yeah. and some, some good stuff to go in in there but um as we wrap up ryan uh do you have any 
any further tips just in summation to give anybody if they want to say, hey, look, man, I want to get my heart right. I want to do some of this stuff. What would you encourage them to do? That's a great, great uh, question, Eric. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure you do some of this. I think one of the things that's really helped me as I, you know, I've, I've wanted to excel or accelerate my growth uh, sort of area and growth element in my life. I think that for me, this idea of journaling is really helpful. So, so I, you know, I've, I tried to journal on an iPad and I've tried with my thumbs on a phone and I just find it just doesn't quite, I don't know, there's a connection between my brain and my hand. Yeah. And so I've gone back to a, you know, a, a book, you know, blank pages and a pen and just ideas, just, okay, well, what, you know, what about next week? What, what, what do I want, you know, in next week? I think the idea too of, and we use, and, and your, your viewers can pop onto ryanwalter.com and just send me a little note. But this idea of, of trying to journal what we call future positive thoughts and past positive thoughts. And I can run you through, that's two elements of our model. And, and what we suggest, Eric, is we look back at what we're thankful for, and that's your point about the heart, right? Is when you can be, you and I can be in a thankful mode instead of a disappointed mode. Uh, you know, we can really move forward in life. And then, and then really, you know, focus on the future positive. I, I'd leave you this thought, and this has really nailed me after 61 years of life. Most people don't have what they want in life because they don't know what they want in life. Yeah. Right? Like if we're moving towards the things that we want, what kind of marriage do I want to have? Right? What kind of kids are we, you know, are we happy about? Like what is the character that we're going to, you know, bring into the world? What growth plan do we have, uh, you know, over the next 10 years? Uh, where, you know, where do we, Jenny and I are in the mode, you're going to laugh at us, but part of the people that we lead, we lead CEOs of companies, but you know who else we lead? And we're starting to think about this, our grandkids, Yeah. right? We're in a leadership position with our grandkids. What do they see in us, right? How can we build character into their lives for the rest of their lives? So I think this idea of journaling really helps us solidify as a skill you know, some of the things that, you know, you're talking about in, in, in making sure that we're living in the heart and we're preparing our hearts. Yeah, thanks. And uh, I'll just end it with this quote. And I thought you gave it to me. Um, so I must have twisted <laughs> it around somebody, but it, it's going to be our quote, Ryan, because um, you like it too. But it, it's this, you build your house and then your house builds you. Get your heart right. And then the rest of your world's right. You know, you're going to go through some pain. You're going to go through some challenges. But if you have that, that growth mindset and really, you know, have that contagious energy that you talked about, your house will be built. Yeah. I like it, Eric. Yeah. Uh, and, and even if we didn't say it, we, now we said it, right? <laughs> it's done. So um, I really appreciate you being on today. Uh, hopefully you can come back. I love, you know, I could just talk to you forever because we're, you know, like as you said, we're so aligned. You got lots of great tips for folks. Uh, people can get in touch with you at ryanwalter.com. Uh, email is ryan at ryanwalter.com. And I will say that you do answer emails back. So, you know, 
shoot this guy an email. He's great stuff. I've been to some of his trainings. I will vouch for it. Uh, they're, they're great. They're great stories. Uh, they get you up, get you thinking, get you going, get your blood pumping. So I really appreciate you being a guest uh, today, Ryan. Hopefully to have you back. And I uh, want to thank all our viewers for watching today. But make sure you leave a, uh, the video a like. Leave a comment down in the comment section below if you would. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subs the subscribe button as well as the bell icon uh, to get notified when we post next. If you'd like more information from Ryan, again, ryanwalter.com, or we can put you in touch with him at centerforvictory.com. And just remember this, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, make this your best day yet. See you later.